0: Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us for another time of uh, an encounter with God. I'm glad to be coming to you with the word of God and uh, I pray that as we share this word together, the Lord will strengthen you and the Lord will uh, encourage you. The Lord will motivate and uh, um, rebuke you in areas that you need to be rebuked and uh, also be a source of strength for you in your times of challenges and weakness. I uh, want to continue with our studies and series from the book of Daniel. We are in the eighth and ninth uh, uh, sermons from this particular book. I'm hoping that I will be able to finish it up in our next uh, session. So today I want to look at Daniel chapter six um, and try to pick some spiritual lessons from this passage and hope that uh, you and I will be encouraged even as we uh, wait on God and study the Word of God together. Will you take a moment and bow down with me as we share a word of prayer? Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity of uh, knowing you and being your child, your son. I thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon my life. I thank you, God, for those who are listening to your Word today and your favor upon their lives as well i thank you lord that we walk on this earth not as people without hope but we have an eternal hope a glory that is waiting for us the journey we're passing through today lord is just preparing us to see you face to face and i thank you i thank you that you are preparing a place for us and one day we shall live in glory hallelujah Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to also go through times of trials of our faith that will help us to be proven faithful and um, yeah, strong in, in the things that you have called us to do and to be on this earth. So as we hear this story about Daniel, I pray in Jesus' name that you will help us, oh God, to reflect on them very, very closely and to apply them to our lives be honored be exalted be praised to god today in jesus name amen today i want you uh, and i to reflect on an important aspect of our lives that affects every child of god and it is about how we take a stand for god in public how are we a witness for uh, for Christ in public, when we find ourselves in places where there is pressure on us to conform and yield to the things that um, are against our faith, how do you normally respond? How do we normally um, take a stand when our faith is not popular among our peers, the young men, young ladies? that we hang out with, that actually do not reflect the faith that we have. How do we take a stand? How do we um, make Christ known in public? How do we let the world know that we are children of the most high God, and we would not compromise anything for our faith? I want us to really examine our lives in the context of Daniel and ask ourselves about choices. If we are in a situation of making a choice in order to take a stand for Jesus, or to deny him in a situation where, like Daniel, we our faith uh, and our life is threatened, what choice will we make? What decision are we going to make? What stand are we going to take is what I am trying to drive at. Here's a young man, as we have heard in the in the uh, other sermons, he was taken as a slave. He was taken captive into Babylon. Why? Because the people of Israel had turned away from God. And they had completely uh, gone against the will of God. And therefore, God gave them into the hands of an enemy king, Nebuchadnezzar, at that time. And he managed to take away... The best, the cream of Israel at that time. The best young men from uh, royal uh, homes. He carried them, young men of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. He carried them to Babylon and he indoctrinated them. He changed their way of thinking. He changed the way that they worshipped. He wanted to have an impact even in their cultural setting. The language of the Babylonians was taught to them. And he tried them in many ways. But the story of Daniel and his three friends tells us that no matter how they were tried, no matter how much challenges they went through, these young men stood for God in a foreign land. In their teenage uh, times, they were tried and they did not compromise their faith. In fact, Daniel, being the main man among all of them, passed so many tests. Today's test is about the eighth test that Daniel went through. And any time Daniel passed a test that was brought upon him, he was promoted. So these are some of the things I want us to reflect on. We see a young man who stood for God, and God did not abandon him. God did not turn his back on him. But God honored his name, and God did wonders through him. So whenever Daniel passed the test, God also brought about a promotion for him. Today's story tells us about him being at the age of 82. That is, he was actually in retirement. He had served um, three successive kings and Daniel now was in retirement and he was called back and made a governor over, um, over uh, the titan command over babylon you think about that it takes only somebody who had left a testimony in a foreign land for him to be brought in this particular situation now the today's story tells us that daniel um, in retirement happened to be at a time when king diaros had overtaken uh, the kingdom now and now was ruling over the the Babylonians. And even though he he also um, was a king and was a foreign king, and normally at that time, when a king or somebody overthrows um, the the king, he kills everybody that was seven under the king. And that is what Dairus did. But for one particular person, he did not destroy him or kill him or do any harm to Daniel. He rather called Daniel from retirement to come and be a head of a, um, a whole province of Babylon. And, and um, because of that, he was supposed also to serve with other leaders, two or three other leaders who were also in charge of other provinces. And now, because of Daniel's testimony, he stood out among all the other uh, um, um, provincial leaders, and they did not like him. The scriptures will tell us that Daniel's knowledge, he was so outstanding that he was now made in charge of all the other provinces, uh, provincial leaders. So they were supposed to account to him and they didn't take that kindly. So they were finding ways and means of incriminating Daniel and making him somebody that will be destroyed by King Darius and and they will take over his place. So let's go to the story. Let's go to Daniel chapter 6 and pick it up from there and see what happened. After they had tried all that they could to make sure that they they find fault in him, and they couldn't find any fault in him, this is when uh, uh, these leaders of Babylon came together, and they plotted, knowing that the only way that they could get a fault against Daniel was to find something that's related to his faith and his God. Hallelujah. I am excited about this young man and hope that your life is like that, that when your friends look around you, they can testify in the same way and say that, look, we can never find anything wrong with this individual unless something that relates to his God. If you want him to fall, if you want him to fail, then you must bring something about his faith. Think about, you and I maintaining a testimony like this in this world and how that can impact the lives of many people. Are you taking a stand for Jesus in public? When you are among your peers, do you hide your faith or you let them see clearly who you are as a child of God? In the way you talk and conduct yourself, do they see Jesus Will they know that and say that with this brother, with this sister, we know that he's a child of God, he's a servant of God, and there is nothing that you can do that will change his attitude or anything that he does. That is about Daniel that we are reading today. Daniel 6, we are looking at taking the story from verse 6. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, uh, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days Except to you, King Darius, your majesty shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the menace and their patients, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decrees in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then this man went as a group and found Daniel praying and ask God uh, and, and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone who prays to any God or human being except to you, your majesty will be thrown into the lion's den? The king answered, the decree stands... In accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed, then they said to the king Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your Majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. He still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order. And they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. Hallelujah. The story says that Daniel's uh, colleagues in authority were finding a way of trying to incriminate Daniel. And they could not find anything. They couldn't find anything about him that could make the king to uh, to change uh, his mind about him. So what they came up to do is find a fault about him and his God. This is a testimony that we need to keep. In our world today, in the 21st century, men and women, the world wants to see us as children of God who reflect Jesus in every aspect of our lives. We reflect him at home. We reflect him in our community. We take a stand for him at our workplaces. We take a stand for him in the mall. We take a stand for him on the streets that we drive. Jesus will be number one in our lives. That is what this man found in Daniel. On a foreign land, and what did they do? They realized that we can only get him if we set a rule that will go against his faith. Child of God, are you taking a stand for God where you are and what you find yourself? Are you taking a stand for God, especially if you're an immigrant like me in a foreign land, in a land where we call home today? Are we taking a stand for Jesus? Maybe you are listening to this word somewhere, away from those that are, that know you and 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 uh, uh, worship with you. Are you taking a stand for God in public? Because. You love Jesus, and you love um, the fact that he has called you to be his child. A question that I ask myself when when I'm reading these passages, why did Daniel keep getting promoted at work in a foreign land? I mentioned to us that whenever he passed a test, he got a promotion. So the question that kept on through this book is why? Why did he always get promoted? We live in our world. Every one of us would like to be promoted. I remember the time that I first became um, a pastor. I had to uh, work for 15 years to get the title reverend, (laughs) which didn't actually change anything. Because most people will address me as pastor, but to get the title de- reverend was something that gave you a rank in our denomination that you could become the general superintendent or overseer of the church. And it took me 15 years to get there. You know, so promotion is something that we all look for, right? And Daniel didn't require, uh, ask for it. He made his work, he let his work prove who he was and what he could do and God could bless him as a result of that. But there are certain reasons why he got promoted. Number one, I personally believed that his professional competence made him stand out among all the people. He was professionally so competent in what he did because God gave him wisdom from above that he stood out among all his peers. So, whenever this test came to him and he passed the test, definitely he was promoted. <coughs> Excuse me. Daniel 6 3 says that Daniel soon, after he became a, pro, a, a provincial leader, um, uh, Uh, for King Darius, Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officials. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. That was what really angered these people. You may be facing the same situation because of your professional competency. Your colleagues do not like you. You may be under, under some kind of persecution, under some kind of hatred by your colleagues in the at the workplace. All that we desire to do is reflect God no matter what we find ourselves. The second reason that why I believe Daniel got all these promotions was because his godly character made him also stand out. They could see the, the, the character of God in this man. That is why they could say that without finding something that relates to his God, they can't find a fault in him. Think about that for a moment. That everybody around you at work will come out and stay and say clearly that without anything that relates to your God, they can't find a fault about you. Say amen to that. That is the the, the person that God wants us uh, to reflect. So Daniel 6.4 says that then the other administrators and high officials began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn uh, him. He was faithful, always responsible and completely trustworthy. Oh, hallelujah, he was faithful, he was respectful, he was completely trustworthy in every aspect of his job. They saw God's character in Daniel. As a result of that, yes, he was promoted. Daniel was constantly promoted, number three, because his of his uncompromising public dedication to God because of his uncompromising dedication to God, and everybody saw that, he got the uh, the promotion because People try to tempt him, to try him, to find different ways of making him to yield to the desires of the Babylonian uh, uh, culture and gods. But he stood firm, and everybody will see your testimony. That's what Jesus says in 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 Matthew chapter six: "Let your light shine to the world, that they will see your the glory of your God in you. You are the salt of the earth, and 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 that we need to reflect." who Jesus is in every aspect of our life, and a light that is placed on the hill cannot be hidden. The word of God clearly says that if we will let our life shine, the world will see Jesus in us. Daniel 6, 5, 9 says, so they concluded, our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion. So the administrators and high officials went to the king and said, long live King Darius. Think about it. When people want to get something from you, what do they do? They want to flatter you. They want to claim you. They want to put you on high. just because they have a hidden agenda, so they come to the king and say long live the king knowing very well that they were only saying this hypocritically in order to gain something we are all in agreement we are administrators officials I, officials and advisors and governors that the king should make a law that will be um, strictly enforced give orders that for the next 30 days uh, any person who prays To anyone, a divine or human, except to you, your majesty will be thrown into the den of lions. And now, your majesty, issue and sign this law. So it cannot be changed. Any official law, uh, law of the merits and patience, that cannot be removed. So King Darius signed the law. We can only get Daniel if we set a rule that relates to his god and his relationship with his god and the king didn't know that this was a trick it was a trap to get the most faithful and loyal person in his kingdom um, into uh, being killed and he signed it why because they knew that this is how they can get him Are you being tried and tempted because of your faith? Oh, it's just not something that the world uh, or your friends or your colleagues even care because they know that you live in the same uh, 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 boat uh, with them. You do the same things with them. You don't uh, show that you are a child of God or different. But Daniel, standing out, uh, completely for God in public made him get these promotions because of his work it, ethics and because of his godly uh, character. So when they came and did this and, and Daniel heard, the, heard about it, what would you think? How did Daniel respond? What did he do about it? The story tells us that Daniel had a choice, just as you and I have choices right now in any situation we find ourselves. We have choices to either compromise or take a stand for God. Daniel had a choice. How did Daniel respond to this this, uh, test of um, either yielding or taking a stand for God? Note that Daniel had options that he could have taken, just as you and I have options when those trials of taking a stand for God come on our way. the options, Some of the options that Daniel had were this. Accept the law and take uh, and fake the, the, the to pray to the king for 30 days. Just accept what, whatever decree that the king has, has established. And just fake your, your Christian life. You know, it's very easy to try to fake... Who we are. Pretend as if we are children of God in public. Daniel had that option. Just fake it. Fake. I fake it as if you are praying to the king. Number two option he had was publicly uh, protest about what the king has said. Go out there, call people around and say this is wrong. Let the people rebel um, against what the king has said. The third option he had was to appeal privately to the king. Go to the king privately and talk to the king and say this is wrong. This is the intention of these people. Maybe the king would have listened to him. He also had the option number four, just to stop praying to God for 30 days. After all, that is not going to make any difference. God will know that, God will understand that I'm just trying to save my skin. I'm just trying to prevent myself and others from being killed. So I'm not going to pray for 30 days. Just do your prayers in secret. Hide your faith. You are in a particular situation now and the enemy is deceiving you and telling you, just hide your faith. Just don't go out there and let the world see you. Hide who you are in Christ. I'm not sure what choices you are planning to make. Hide your faith because you just run into a young man, a young lady that you really see to be cute and loving and and all that you are looking for. And yet that person does not reflect Christ. Doesn't even know Jesus. Would you hide your faith from that individual? or you would take a stand and let him or her see Jesus in you. He had the option to keep praying, but just do it in secret. Don't let anybody hear you. Close your doors and and shut yourself in. Don't let anybody hear. That was an option that he had. The last option that I think Daniel probably had was to keep praying publicly as he had done all his life a very, very risky move because that was the trap. And in the habit of Daniel, he had always prayed looking towards Jerusalem with his windows open and let everybody see him talking to his God. He wanted not to hide his faith. Even when it came to prayer, he wanted to go out there and pray and looking to Jerusalem in the sense that his heart was there. This is where I was brought uh, um, out of. This is where God has established uh, 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 his kingdom among his people to to let the world see um, that he is the true God. So he didn't hide that. He went on to continue to pray publicly and let the world see. There are some of us who will not actually even pray in the restaurant, because we think somebody else is looking at us. You know, we wouldn't pray when we are with our, with our peers, because we don't want them to know that we are Christians. But Daniel was not, that. he had a choice to have gone all these other ways. But what choice did Daniel make? Let's look at Daniel chapter 6 again, verse 10 and 11. But when Daniel learned that the law had been established, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to his God. Then the officials went together to Daniel's house and found him praying and asked for God's and asking for God's help. They set up spies to watch him and catch him really doing the very thing they knew he was going to do. Daniel heard about the king's uh, um, law and decree. And yet he had also options to just find different ways of not getting into trouble. But he knew that I am not going to yield to this because I know that the only way that God will be reflected is for me to stand up in public and let them see that my God is the true God. My God is the God of salvation. My God is the deliverer. He is able to deliver. So he had a choice. And what did he do? One thing that he didn't do is he did not try to escape or fight back. He didn't try to find his way around the whole thing even when uh, the decree had been established. He didn't try to fight back in, in doing this. Rather, he also did not make a deal with God, but just he trusted God to be able to save him. He was the example of what I see in Proverbs chapter 3, verse five to six, which says that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will be your protector. He will be your guide. He will be your salvation. Yes, that was what Daniel did. He knew that this decree has something that will discredit the name of God or credit the name of God. And he chose to credit the name of God. Would you be the one that chooses to credit the name of God no matter where you are and what situation you find yourself? trust in the Lord no matter what you are and who you are, where you find yourself with all your heart and God will be there for you. Daniel knew that he was either going to be eaten by the lions or God was going to show up again as he has shown up in the past. Isaiah 26 and verse three to four says that, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal salvation, the eternal rock. Yes, God will keep in perfect peace anyone who will trust in him. Are you trusting in God and taking a stand for God in public? Are you reflecting Jesus? wherever you find yourself, and not turning away from from, uh, letting your, your faith shine like the light in public? Are you making him known as he has called you to be his ambassadors? Let me end by asking you a question. What choice would you have made if you were Daniel? Let me tell you. I'm bringing the word of God to you, but I tell you this would have been a difficult decision for me to make. I will find ways of trying to get out of this and saving my life. I don't know what choices you are making now. I don't know what decision you would have made, but think about what Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 7 7 to 8, as I bring this message to a close but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like a tree planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the waters. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or, or worried by long months of drought, their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Those that take a stand for God publicly are like a tree that is planted by the waters. They will remain flourishing and they will remain beautiful. Would it be that child of God? Would it be that servant of God? Would it be that, that uh, um, uh, individual who is able to take a stand for God in public and not compromise your faith? My next sermon I want to focus on will be clearly trying to understand why Daniel was not afraid to take a stand and we'll look at some benefits that come whenever we take a stand for God in public and not compromise our faith. And I want you to join us as we continue to learn about what God can do and what God is doing in our lives, what God wants us to do even in our world today, how God wants us to reflect Him in the situation we find ourselves, in the heat that we are on at this moment, how can we say Jesus be glorified no matter what? Let's be like Paul that says, for me to live is Christ. That should be our goal. And if you make that your goal, brother and sister, your life will never be the same. Would it be a Daniel? Would he join me as we all seek to be like this young man in our 21st century to reflect God no matter where we find ourselves? God bless you. God make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Let the glory of God be manifested upon you now and forevermore. Amen and amen. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Please visit us in our website, uh, Glorious Hope Community uh, Church. And try to join us, share your your thoughts with us, share your prayer requests with us. And also, we appreciate you continue to support us in prayer and also financially. May the Lord bless you and keep you um, until we see each other again. Amen.